This is the old Trailblazer broadcast coming to you once again. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis speaking, inviting you to stay tuned for another old-time, old-fashioned gospel message on the old Trailblazer broadcast. Let me give you our mailing address at this time. It's Radio Missions, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. We're just happy to be able to tell you that we've gone on a new, have gone on a new station there uh, in uh, Greenwood, Mississippi. WGRM, I believe it is, every morning, Monday through Friday, from 8 to 15 to 8.30 with the old Trailblazer broadcast. So you folks are up there, be able to hear the broadcast, and we just praise the Lord for it. Uh, it's always good to know that the gospel is going out. And would you, would you folks who hear these old, broad, old uh, messages, old-timey messages, would you uh, help us with the broadcast? Many of you uh, enjoy these broadcasts or hear them or appreciate them. Would you sit down and write us and, and uh, send us an offering to help pay for the broadcast? Tell us, look, Trailblazer, I want to help you with that broadcast. It doesn't matter if it's much or little. The Lord knows how to use his money, and that's what he's done here, given us a desire to use God's money to get out the gospel. We want to continue our study this morning on the first epistle of Peter. There we've been studying for quite a while now, and now we're in chapter 4. And let's read verses 3 and 4 this morning for our lesson. 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 3 and 4. For the time past of our life, many, uh, so, uh, yes, for the time past of our life may suffice uh, us to have wrought the will uh, of the Gentiles when we walked in lasciviousness, uh, lust, excess of wine, reveling, banqueting, abominable idolatries, uh, wherein they think it strange that ye run not with them to do the same excess of right, speaking evil of you. <clears throat> now let's just stop there for a moment and look at these verses. Peter here in verse 3, I believe, is describing the life of every believer before the Lord ever deals with that heart. I know just a little about the human heart. God's word is plain in describing the old nature of man. But listen, our folks, uh, our generation, uh, this generation that you and I live in, so many won't accept the word of God. I know even this week I talked to a man, and he was telling me how his people, his family, <clears throat> even though they're members of a big church <coughs> here in this city, he said they only speak of the world. They only get together and gossip about this and gossip about that. And the women tell of all of the soap operas and the, the, what's going on in the lives of those soap opera characters. And he sees that they have no real substance in their lives. Uh, yes, my friend, uh, I begin uh, to try to tell him uh, how in this ministry the Lord has given us here where the Lord has saved some of us call some of us. I told him how our folks come together for fellowship and how our people sit and talk about the Lord, talk of the Lord, and how he's had mercy upon us and just an old sinner saved by grace. That's, our, that's the theme of this ministry, to hear folks speak of the saving grace of our Lord. Surely we are sinners. Surely our old nature was depraved. We walked in the lasciviousness in our unsaved and unawakened days. We were and are no different from all sinners. We were just as Romans describes us in 3.9. What then? Are we better than they? No. In no wise. 
For we have before proved both Jews and Gentiles that this, uh, that they are all under sin. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are all together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Would you just take your Bible and read that entire chapter there, my friend, that third chapter of the book of Romans, and see the description uh, of, of God, of, that God says, how God describes, the word of God describes you and me outside of Christ. Yes, chapter 3, and see what God's word says about our natural condition. Don't take my word for it. You, you take God's word. Ask the Lord to show you where to read. But you look there in the third chapter of Romans, if you will. I find that man by nature, in his own will, and uh, uh, yes, he wants to have his own will, and uh, not, not, the, not God's will. I believe I can describe you what man thinks of God and his word. Some men deny the very existence of, of God. But they do. Some men, just, just, they just deny the very existence of God. Uh, the Bible has said, the fool has said in his heart, no God. Now, my friend, the, the Lord calls you a fool if you don't believe uh, in God, if you don't believe there is a God. And uh, uh, yes, many to, to, of you to whom I'm speaking are saying no God for you deny his word you deny that you are a sinner as the word says but there are those who tell you oh yes I believe in God I believe in Jesus but listen listen how they believe their minds are blinded to the fact as to who God is and they never admit that he is the only is the only God the God of the universe and that he's all powerful and that he's on the throne no men don't men don't I don't know if uh, how blinded they are but you never hear men admit even that God is on the throne no no and that's every man woman boy and girl <clears throat> are subject to him they never admit that they never uh, proclaim we are under uh, the hand of a loving God of a, of a God of wrath no they somehow, they somehow believe that they control their own lives and that they control their own destiny and no man nor God will tell them uh, anything. That's what they do. They just deny it. There are some who believe that God is Jesus and that he's uh, the poor, poor Nazarene. Uh, he is the carpenter's son there, that he's sitting on the sideline hoping and praying and wringing his hands that sinners will turn to him. Now, that's how they portray our Lord. They do. They, the, the average preacher today tells you that God is waiting for you to make the first step. Oh, if you just take the first step, God will do the rest. My friend, that's a, that's a misnomer. There's no such a thing as that. Our Lord is not standing on the outside uh, waiting for you to, to, to ring, ring in his hands, waiting for you to decide to trust the Lord. No, I, 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 know, I know what I'm saying. Our people, this people, have lost sight of the magnific magnificence of our Lord. We're living in perilous times, and I don't mean economic times where all of the uh, folks worry about whether their check's going to come next week or not. No. 
We are living in spiritually perilous, perilous times. Men and women want just enough religion, as they call it, uh, to be sociable, to get by on, to be respectable in the community. They want a home church where they can be buried there in the cemetery when they die. They want to have a pastor all lined up to conduct their funeral so that they don't have to go out and hunt someone. They have their name on the church roll, but otherwise, let me alone, they say. Just let me alone. I see so many of these, my friends, I do. I see so many of our young people. They come into the storehouse over here, our storehouse for the needy that we operate here at Radio Missions. And uh, they are needy. Uh, They're on the streets day and night. They're all tattooed up, boys and girls. And they have rings in their nose and rings in their ears and rings in their tongue and every place that they can put them. I tell you that they are needy, my friend. Some of them need a good bath, but I look at them, no hope. No hope, my friend. Uh, their, only, their only hope is the next hour, the next meal, the next uh, changing of clothes if they can find it. But no thought about their souls. We have men come in uh, who are called, they call themselves street people. They have no job. They have no, uh, no, no, no desire for a job. And they, they don't have a hope. They don't have a future. I ask them many times. I say, well, what you doing? I'm just on the street. I said, well, what is your, uh, what is your, uh, uh, what are you looking forward to? Well, just to get up in the morning, be a, wake up breathing, they say. No, my friend. But listen, they're no worse off than you and I were uh, before the Lord saved us. And if you're not saved this morning, they're no worse than you are this morning. Oh, my friend, some of us here uh, have been delivered and made to honor our parents. Yeah, we, were, we, we come up, we were disciplined and honored our parents, but our hearts were wicked. And now we see that it's only the grace of God that makes a difference in their lives and in our lives. Our heart is heavy this morning, my friend. I know that the average person today, whether he's a church member or not, uh, he doesn't. He does not understand God's child. I know that Peter says, "Wherein they think it strange that ye run not with them." Now, my friends, does folks think uh, that it's strange that you don't uh, run into sin with them? I know. I know. Folks think that. Uh, they wonder. Well, wonder what happened to old so and so. He used to run with us to the honky tonks and run with us to the cabarets and run with us to those things. But no longer does he run into all the Mardi Gras parades and the other things that goes on in, in this city. But listen, we as God's child have been redeemed from all of that. No, no longer that that no longer has a place in our heart. No longer do we enjoy the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. Being a child of God has transformed our lives, my friend. That's why folks think it's strange that we don't run with them no more. Now we are content to live a life of submission unto our Lord. Yes, we are are not uh, oppressed by the word of God. We're not bowed down under the law. No, my friend. But we're... uh, we, we, we just, under the grace of God, the Lord has delivered us by grace. Yes, we just uh, don't desire the things of the flesh any longer that we once did. God's love in our heart replaces all the desire for the world and all of its attractions. That's what happens. Our hearts are filled with the love of God, with the grace of God. But yes, we, we walked there. We did walk there once, and now our friends think it's strange of us not to continue to walk there but once you've been brought out of darkness 
into the marvelous light of God's grace. You see how blinded you once were by the power of Satan. And you understand now their criticism. And I realize, and you do, that they uh, simply do not see or know the difference in a truly born-again one and one who's only on a false profession of faith who still runs after the world. But, oh, my friend, what a difference there is. It's like day and night. We come into the world blinded to our condition. We follow our old lust and desires. And, uh, yes, uh, because that's our nature. But when the Holy Spirit of God awakens, uh, awakens our heart and lets the glory of the Lord shine in, lets the gospel shine in into that heart, then a sinner is convinced of his sin and granted repentance by the Lord. And by the mercy of God, he's turned unto the Lord. He re he's received into the kingdom of God as one of God's chosen ones, my friend. Why? Because Christ died for our sin. Yes, that's right. Christ died for such a hell-deserving sinner uh, as you and I were by nature. Listen, friend, salvation is of the Lord. Salvation is of the Lord, not some little making a decision for Jesus where a man on the street can come in, sign a little card, and uh, shake the preacher's hand and call that salvation. Oh, no, my friend, that's not salvation. Many call it salvation, but that doesn't even smell like salvation, no. Uh, when, when God saves a sinner, there comes a crisis in that life. He must. He must come to Christ. This is the old Trailblazer broadcast this morning. Oh, my, how time gets by, my friend, how, so quickly. We, are, we just want to invite you to tune in each day, Monday through Friday at this time. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis giving you our mailing address. It's Radio Missions, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Goodbye, and God bless you. The Radio Bible and Book Room is a nonprofit ministry of the First Baptist Church of Algiers in connection with Radio Missions. We offer over 1,500 titles of early Puritan, Baptist, and Reformed works, including commentaries, sermons, devotionals, gifts, children's products, and a variety of King James study Bibles in regular, large, and giant print. For an online catalog and information about the Radio Bible and Book Room, visit our website at radiomissions.org. 